it's time for another British Science Week interview with Umpo, and today Annabella is chatting to someone who studies the biggest possible questions, and we think that's pretty cool. Hi, my name is Annabella. I'm a third year undergraduate physics student um, at the University of Manchester, and I'm also the events manager for Umpo, and today I'm here with... Professor Scott Kay, and um, I'm a professor of cosmology um, well, specifically astrophysics in the George O'Bank Centre for Astrophysics, part of the Department of Physics and Astronomy. Amazing, cool. Uh, great that you're here with us today. Um, could you give us a short definition or other, otherwise phrase, a summary of what cosmology actually is, like an introduction into it? Yeah, um, cosmology um, is actually a study of our universe as a whole. So um, it sounds very big and very grand. Um, but uh, it's actually what we want to understand um, on the very largest scales in the universe. So, so we obviously the universe is full of very complicated things like stars and planets and life. Um, but we want to try and understand um, how the properties of, for example, galaxies and clusters of galaxies behave um, and how they, how they form in our universe. So we're really trying to ask some of the most fundamental questions um, in, in science, really. That sounds generally amazing. <laughs> uh, what do you personally do as a cosmologist, like as a researcher, like what, what, what do you actually do? Yeah, so, so that's a good question. So, so there are sort of different types of cosmologists. There's what we call observational cosmologists. And what they do is they, uh, they gather data um, using the latest telescopes and they perform very large surveys. So they look for you know, lots and lots of galaxies and they map them out. Um, and then there's what we call theoretical cosmologists who are the kind of uh, scientists who like to sit down with a pen and paper and, and figure out what this all means. So they try to build physical models, if you like, or mathematical models that describe our universe and the observations. Um, now, I'm in, kind of in the middle. I, I'm what's called a computational cosmologist, which sounds a little bit kind of ordinary. Um, we all use computers these days. But um, what we've realized is that these models that we're building, uh, we have to actually use computers in order to you know, include all the complicated physics that goes into understanding our universe. So. So what I do is I, uh, I'm involved in, in projects where we, we run large computer simulations that model sort of regions of our universe, if you like. And we try our best to put in the physics that we, that we know must be there, like gravity and um, stars forming, uh, how gas has pressure, these kind of things. And we, we see if we can actually simulate um, a region of our universe that looks like the real universe. Okay, really, really cool. Um, so why, why should we care? Like, why do we care about being able to model the universe, galaxies moving and things like that? Why, why, why is it important? Well, uh, yeah, that, that's a very important question. Um, I think, you know, there are several reasons why we care. So one of them is rather kind of profound in that, you know, cosmology is as part of astronomy, we, we're all fascinated by, by what's around us, where we came from, 
you know, what, what's out there and beyond their own planet, beyond their own solar system. So, I mean, that's really a, a, an astronomy, uh, you know, a reason why we like astronomy. And cosmology is essentially part of that. So, you know, it's, I find this amazing that we can look through telescopes and or, or observe the universe through telescopes. And what we're actually seeing when we look at distant galaxies is the universe further back in time. So this amazing idea that we can we can you know, look out into the sky and actually see what our universe was like before and build a picture up of how our universe changes. And that really gets at this kind of profound question. Why are we here? And you know, what, what is our place in the universe? So I think that that's really the kind of probably the most significant answer. Um, I think also cosmology has, you know, a, a multitude of things that you can, you know, you can do if you if you if you learn doing cosmology, you you're studying a fascinating subject, but you're you're learning lots of things about physics, about about computer programming, and so there's all sorts of practical, you know, things that 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 we be benefits us from cosmology. But fundamentally, I think you know. It, it really helps us to understand our place in the world and, and, and you know, the fact that Earth is such a, you know, a small, a small thing, you know, a small object when you think of the universe as a whole. Okay, amazing. Thank you. Um, what is your particular area of research? Like, what are you currently focusing on? What are you doing? Yeah, so, so my, my area is kind of there's sort of two things that I, I, I'm really interested in. One is that um, I really like to understand whether our basic picture of the universe is correct, so what we call our standard cosmological model. And there are two really significant puzzles in, in that model. One is that we need lots of dark matter. So we, when we measure how fast galaxies are moving um, in the universe, we find that in order to explain that those speeds of those galaxies, we need to have lots of matter there that's not visible, that's not emitting light. And we call this dark matter. Now it turns out fortunately that this dark matter is easy to put into a computer in a model because it only responds to gravity. So you know, the same reason why things fall onto the earth, Newton's laws, um, also explains the motions of galaxies um, due to dark matter. So one of the things I'm really keen to do is to test using these simulations whether our understanding of the universe with this dark matter really actually agrees with, with the observations. The other puzzle is, is something called dark energy. And that's um, this idea that when we look at these galaxies that are moving away from us in the universe, they seem to be not only moving away, they're actually moving away at faster and faster rates, what we call cosmic acceleration. And mathematically, the only way we can really explain this is to have this mysterious thing called dark energy. And we have no idea what dark energy is. But again, we can, we can put it into our mathematical models and we, and we can test this idea and see whether what we uh, get out of our simulations really agrees with observations. And so, so those two puzzles uh, we can we can really look at with simulations, and that's what I'm currently mainly interested in. Um, the other the other side of it is uh, I'm also interested in why uh, or how galaxies form and how galaxies change with time. 
And so one of the nice things that we are we are doing at the moment is that we are, we are building these models of, which include galaxies forming in our simulations. And so we're really getting to the stage now where we can actually make predictions for the different types of galaxies we see in the universe. So we, we see that galaxies have nice spiral features like our own Milky Way. And we also see different types of galaxies like elliptical galaxies. And our simulations are actually able to predict these different types of galaxies as well, which is really cool. Okay, that's amazing. Um, coming back to the dark energy bit, um, here's a hypothetical question. Say you figure out, like you, you manage to set up a model that um, with the inclusion of the concept of dark energy um, quite accurately represents what we're actually observing. What would the next step be towards figuring out what dark energy is? Yeah, so this is something that cosmologists, particularly observational cosmologists, are really um, interested in right now. So the next steps is uh, testing the type of dark energy that we have in our universe. So even though we don't know what the dark energy is, we can make different models for how that dark energy behaves. And so, so the simplest model that we currently put into our simulations is called a cosmological constant. And that, that just means that the, the sort of density of this energy, if you like, the amount of this energy in a, in, in a fixed volume is constant. It, it, it's just constant at, at all times, which is a really strange thing to have in physics. Um, but it's a very simple mathematical um, idea. But there are other models that say, well, actually this dark energy might not be constant. It might change with time. And so again, we can put simple models into our simulations and our theory that actually allow this dark energy to change. And um, the problem is that these different models produce very um, subtle effects. Um, so, so if we want to observe whether dark energy is really a constant, it's not changing with time, or it's actually changing with time, then we really need to make very, very accurate observations and understand our observations very accurately. And so I think that is probably the next big step is, is being able to, to use our observations of the universe and say, is dark energy really constant or is it changing with time? Okay, fascinating. Um, slightly more towards, uh, back towards you as you yourself. Um, how did you get into this career of being a researcher in cosmology? Like, how did you get there? So going back to when I was at school or, yeah. Okay, so, so when I was at school, I realized, um, well, secondary school, I realized that physics was my favorite subject. Um, I don't know really why, if it was my teacher or just the actual subject itself that started it, but, but I, I, I love physics. And, um, but, but not really um, too much about astrophysics at that point or cosmology at that point. And it wasn't until I was looking to apply to university and I knew I wanted to do physics, I realized there was this degree that you could do in astrophysics. And I thought, oh, astrophysics sounds really, uh, really interesting. That means I can apply this physics to space. And, and so I applied and I did a degree in astrophysics. And um, when I was in I think the last year of that degree, I got to do a course on cosmology. And I learned that you could, we actually knew something about the universe. And I thought, wow, that's really exciting. 
And at that time, I, I was quite lucky, actually, that um, when I was applying for PhDs, which was the kind of next step in the academic career, there was a, there was a group uh, in, in the UK, uh, in Durham, where I, where I did my PhD, that was really into doing these simulations, these computer simulations of the universe. And it just happened to be at the time when I was applying that this came out in the news and things about these simulations. And so I applied to Durham and was lucky to get a PhD placed there. So, and, and so from then on, I, I, I've just, you know, developed my career and my research in cosmology. And I've, I've just, you know, it's been, it's been my favorite thing to do ever since. That's great. Um, did you always think that you'd end up as being a researcher or did you think, oh yeah, I'll do physics at uni and then I'll go and do some other job? Um, to be honest, it, it, I always wanted to do it. Um, I think as, as time went on, I understood more and more what that meant, but um, I, was all, I always loved doing physics. So for me, it was always try and, and, and you know, do a, have a career in, in physics as, for as long as I could. And you know, for, I, I'm lucky that I've managed to, to stay in that career. Um, and of course, there's lots of other careers that are really exciting that you can do you know, with a physics degree. But um, you know, in my case, I, I, was, uh, I was fortunate enough just to be able to, to continue doing physics. That's great. Um, what's your favorite part um, about being a researcher? Like, what do you enjoy the most? Probably that initial stage where you first get some results out and, and you think, oh, that's interesting. So, it, it, you know, there's, lo there's, lots of, there's lots of parts of doing research where, just like everything else, you have to be disciplined, you have to, you know, you have to write reports, you have to, you know, give talks, and, and that's fine, they're, they're all really interesting. Um, but probably the most interesting, the most exciting thing is, is when, when you first are exploring data and you, and you, get, and you get these results and, and I mean, something jumps out at you and you just, you don't immediately understand it and you think, oh, that might be really interesting. That's probably the best part of doing research. That's great. And then slightly differently, what's your favorite part of physics in general? Like what's your favorite area of physics, like specific little nitpicky detail? Um, well, I would probably have to say cosmology if I'm allowed, if I'm allowed to say that. Um, <laughs> but um, but um, beyond that, um, yeah, I think, I think if, I, if I wasn't doing cosmology, then I've also always been interested in quantum mechanics. So maybe I would, would have gone down that road instead. Um, but yeah, I, I made that choice quite a long time ago now. So I enjoy teaching quantum mechanics at, 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 at the sort of more basic levels um, and, and special relativity as well. Um, but, you know, I'm certainly not a, an expert in, in, in this field. So yeah, but that from a teaching perspective, probably quantum mechanics. Right, that's great. Um, if we slightly segue into teaching, as you have already, um, what's your, what, what do you enjoy most about teaching? Is, um, what's, what's the best part of it? Um, convey, trying to convey the interesting things about, about the course, um, I think. So trying to get that message across and, and, and you know, 
it's fantastic teaching students who are obviously enthusiastic about physics. You know, they're, they're, they're doing a degree. So it, it, it's just great. It's a great feeling being able to, to share that enthusiasm and, and, to, and, to, and to teach that, that subject. And, you know, and it's, in, in some cases, it's the first time that they may have learned something that, you know, that they didn't know about. And, and just that, you know, being able to share that and teach that is, is, is the most exciting thing, I think most interesting thing that, that's great to hear <laughs> um right so for for people who are considering um whether or not cosmology might be something that they want to look at um whether it's just you know to learn more about or possibly do the same as you have done um what type of things would you suggest to look into as like a beginning thing because there's there's some sort of book or a tv show or something or a documentary yeah, I mean, I think, you know, cosmology is one of those subjects where there's lots of books, you know, at various levels from popular science levels to textbooks um, that you can learn um, the subject. And so uh, I think, you know, cos cosmology, you, people will have no um, problems finding, you know, a good book. I, I, I wouldn't want to recommend a specific one at the moment, um, but, you know, I think there are lots of you know books on cosmology which which will teach the sort of at any level the, the sort of interesting ideas and I think that's one of the things I like about cosmology it's even though you know you can learn cosmology at a very high level there's lots of ideas and concepts in there that you can you can learn without all the knowledge of the the really complicated maths that you know like Einstein's relativity and so on so so, so you can you can learn a lot about cosmology even before degree level, um, and similarly, I think you know there's lots of there's lots of YouTube videos and movies and well TV programs um, you know that that, that 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 explain you know some of these properties of our universe, the Big Bang, the expansion, how why galaxies are moving apart. So lot, lots again, lots of these basic ideas that sort of underpin cosmology. Okay, so definitely accessible for everyone. I think so, yeah, yeah. That's great, that's great. Right, then on that note, I think that's it with my questions. <laughs> okay, thank you. Uh, thanks for joining me today. Thank you, thanks. Thanks again for joining us for today's interview. We really hope you enjoyed it and that you will join us tomorrow when we meet Marco Gersebeck, a particle physicist. Don't forget to like and subscribe and spread the word to your friends. The hashtag is BSW21 and our social media accounts are UOM Fizz Outreach.